0: I'm Stuart Brand. This seminar about long-term thinking is brought to you by the Long Now Foundation. If you would like to see high-quality videos of the talks in the series, including this one, they are available online for Long Now members at longnow.org. Hi, John. Hi.
1: <clears throat> so let's keep this uh, this going, this question of uh, how we um, communicate and interact on this wonderful space that we created. and. Um, are we tolerating each other are we just using the space for what we wanted to do before do you, 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 you talked about Wikipedia but what do you think more generally do you think more generally we're <coughs> transforming this well, space I think
0: we're starting to I mean uh, you know the. I spent a lot of, I know you grew up in Africa I spent a bunch of time in Africa trying to get it connected to the internet and, and somewhat successfully by myself uh, and you know I wanted Brian Eno had said something that the problem back in the in the late 80s. He said the problem with the internet is there's not enough Africa in it. Well, there's still not enough Africa in it in terms of the culture. Uh, but it, you know, nevertheless, is getting there, and and culture, you know, and other cultures are starting to be able to manifest themselves. But it's difficult because so much of what goes on in cyberspace has to do with language. Yeah. Still. And 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 so much of what is really true to a culture is in its own language. You can't you know you can't have a lingua franca that expresses most of the things that are unique to that culture.
1: So when you look at these data that show the this, the the rate of linguistic diversification on the web, do you see that as a positive or a negative oh,
0: thing? Absolutely positive. I mean, there are you know it's now possible for marginal languages to actually have uh, a published so to speak published literature uh, yeah. of significant dimensions.
1: But it means we're not part of one conversation.
0: Yeah, it does mean that, and, and, and we're never gonna be. But, you know, we, we're still in the in the process, I think, of learning how to be local and global simultaneously, which first of all means, I would guess, being in the process of learning how to think two completely different ways at once, you know, yeah. which, we're, which we have a difficult time doing in the
1: West. Yeah,
0: you know, I mean, we and
1: we, which Africans are much more comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, they, it, they had to live that way. Well, but it is that
0: way. Yeah. you know, I mean. You know, it's not either or; it's both and in every instance. It's it's only you know, it was a very useful philosophical and scientific tool that made it, you know, that made possible a great deal of wonderful development. Yeah, but you know, the, the either or view. Strikes me as being completely unhelpful now yeah. for everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the um, this there's, there's a huge amount happening in the crea- in, for example, the African creation of content. Right. Um, and um, you know, it's part of the whole move around self representation, and so on and so forth. But it doesn't seem to. It it's difficult to say that the fact that Africans now self represent. Doesn't mean that Westerners are interested in that. They still want to do their own representation of Africa, and you know, and the the two things exist side by side on the web, apparently not in reference oh, yeah. to each other. I mean, I, just as they did in the other examples you were giving, of uh, you know, of of um, you know, are we having are we having a useful debate about uh, God on the on yeah. the web? I, I mean, it's not, better not
0: to even admit the argument in a way. I mean. Right. Uh, I, I, there's an advanced magazine in this town that I, that I used to write for a lot that uh, the editor came to me at one point said, so why don't you start writing for us again and I said well I don't know enough about men's shoes I don't think but, uh, and he said well no 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 I mean you know thoughtful stuff and I said well, said, I, I said, well alright maybe and he said well what would you like to write about and I said I'd like to write about um, the information revolution in Brazil because it didn't happen yeah you know, and actually, a whole cultural thing didn't happen because of the government, and then, yeah. and then the information revolution didn't happen, and now it's happening. Yeah, you know, after it's happened, to other places. Right. I think this is interesting. I said. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's happening in a Brazilian way, which is yeah. different. And
1: I don't know if you've been following what Gil Gilberto has been doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's one of my closest friends. Yeah. So, so it's really yeah. It's yeah it's I mean, we we do we do a lot. what you're talking to, about. We do yeah. a lot together, but. And, it's and really, I, was thinking, it's really I was thinking about Gilles, you know, I mean, I, and I wanted to write about Gilles. And he looked at me and he said, nothing really interesting ever happens in the Southern Hemisphere. And I said, what? <laughs> I mean, the origin of the human species, I think. <laughs> he said, but since then? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. And I said, oh, okay. Well, it's a red line zone, you know. Yeah, But he meant that.
1: Yeah, well, this is where, um, in the long term, we all look very foolish, don't we? I mean, there was a. Actually, in
0: the short term, he looked very <laughs> foolish because he then came back and wanted me to ha- help him get Gilberto Gil to a conference. One
1: but. of one <laughs> of the one of the scholars of of, of uh, medieval Islam said that for many 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 generations, Arab scholars debated um, why Europeans were so dull. And. Um, <laughs> One of them said, you know, it's, it, it, it's not because of their genetics, because when we enslave them, bring them here, they perform quite well. It's probably the climate. In that climate, it's just not possible to think quickly. It's too cold. <laughs> and this was, you know, um, these debates, you know, you can imagine all of the... <laughs> but
0: that, you know, and that's what, you know, ultimately cyberspace is one of those great clouds of that kind of, de- of slashing cultural interaction you know, and hybridization, and sometimes it's working. You know, I, I had an inspiring experience last night. Do you know who Manu Chow is?
1: Yes. Manu, Great
0: fun. Manu Chow played at the Warfield last night. which is sort of surprising because he's a big deal and Warfield's a small place. And what I saw in this audience, which was, you know, completely heterogeneous in every conceivable dimension, was a, an auto-assimilation in all directions. It was the first time I'd been in a, in a big audience where there were white people in San Francisco where I could get eye contact and not see them flinch. <laughs> you know? I mean, it was, it was incredibly heartwarming. Uh, and, you know, it just... Everybody was speaking about ten languages and, yeah. and understanding one another. Yeah. So, I mean, that can happen, I think, in the broad. And it seems like some of what you guys are doing with, you know, art and culture...
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he, is an a, he is an example of creating this incredibly comfortable space where every kind of expression can just flow together. Yeah. That's, I was expecting to see more of that in the, in, you know, in, in, in the web than we see. Well, Why? What is I, I, it? He know, it and I actually
0: had a conversation with him about this. I said, you know, I think part of your secret is that you know that most anger is actually masked sorrow.
1: Hmm.
0: And he said, Yes, but we must not let everybody know that. And I said, But you're not you don't have an angry message. You don't you don't incite you don't incite immune response.
1: Yeah, he has a transformative, he leaps. And and what we really need to do is do a huge
0: amount of immunosuppressive stuff on our own cultures and our own hearts
1: and on our own selves
0: all the time. Yeah. Which means partly understanding immune response. Yeah. I mean, you have to know. First of all, you have to know who you are before you can properly not fear the other.
1: So, where, what is the relationship between creativity and immune response?
0: Well, that's, you know, I think it's one of the deepest questions there is because uh, I think what what most creative acts do is is probe right into the yeah into the interstitial surfaces of that yeah. immune response. I mean, yeah. I, I like art that scares the shit out of me, yeah. frankly. And, it and, bounces and if it does, the opposite direction. You know, it's rearranging expecting. my mental furniture in ways that I have an immune reaction to. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it bounces in a different direction. It, right. Um, and that's, you know, that's obviously where, what we need to do because we are, you know, we're, we're sort of we're caught in feedback loops that are not, but we're not being, we're it not seems learning,
0: like we're not I mean to, to the extent that I understand what your foundation is up to you know
1: yeah
0: which seems very positive maybe, maybe I mischaracterize this, but uh, it seems a very positive way of, of starting out with the art and then, and then trying to preserve and you know strengthen that which comes around it
1: yeah we we try to, we try to enable we try to enable creativity to be a resourceful for. for Right. short and long-term processes of actually right. learning and actually, you know, in a transformative way in, in societies. And particularly, um, we, you know, we, we, so much of the attention to, um, to issues of diversity has been a notion of heritage, where we came from. Yeah, but which is static. Which is static. And then, you know, then we got obviously a lot of romanticizing about, you know... Yeah. You know if, if you
0: right, right. I mean, and, and, and preserving this.
1: Preserving it in its little box. In um, its box. And uh, you don't want anyone climbing out of their box that you put it right. in, and all the rest of it. Um, but a completely different approach thinks about diversity, thinks about evolutionary processes as right. processes of creativity and change, and we can look forward actually at, 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 at what, what it would take to create a diversity that actually works. Well, and, and a hybridization.
0: I mean, I uh, used to be in the cattle business, and, and let me tell you, you know, there is such a thing as hybrid vigor. Yeah. Uh, And you know you can, it it applies as equally to culture as it does to, to uh, genomic behavior.
1: Yeah. Well, we work um, we work with societies that are so-called traditional, indigenous, backward, whatever. But what we find in all of those societies is um, a tremendous amount of interest in the new in the new. Yeah. Um, but people want to do it on their own terms they don't want to do it in a way which leaves them anchorless and under somebody else's control but they want to experiment with the new and they find the most incredible and hilarious ways of experimenting with the new I
0: I have some friends and and I want to put you together with these folks there's some friends of mine uh, in London called the October Gallery that that do what they call trans-vanguardian art which they go to to f- relatively... Tran-
1: p- Trans-Vanguardian yeah. art. Okay. They,
0: they, they go to relatively uh, traditional cultures like Papua New Guinea, Yeah. and they find these sort of young, crazy people that are, you know, like doing cartoon strips with satellite characters in Papua, you know, pigeon, uh, and, you know, as art. I mean, really kind of very advanced, edgy, contemporary Papua New Guinean art. And that that sort of thing is... You know yeah. much more interesting to me than you know going out there and making certain that this particular war club is perfectly preserved
1: yeah well you know the there's long been a movement among artists in societies like Papua New Guinea. Um, someone characterized this as the authentic versus eccentric, that the outside <laughs> wanted them to be authentic and they All were right. trying to be eccentric in their own cultures but
0: that's, that's sort of how immune response i mean part of immune response is good because it you know, within the self, mm. you know, it's self versus other, but there's also the part of immune response that regulates the self towards self, so it doesn't just... Yeah. I mean, the homeobox, I mean, on the most rudimentary level, if, you know, if, if, if the gene didn't rewrite itself more or less accurately, it'd be kind of Katie bar the door right away and you wouldn't get very far. Uh, but, I mean, it, this is also true with art. I mean, you've got to have some yeah. core yeah. that goes on being itself...
1: Yeah. But if it is identical, it's not art. You know? Right, exactly. Um.
0: And, 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 and you want to know how to, I mean, I, I'm sure you think about this a lot, and I do too, because we're both dealing with boundaryless conditions of future yeah. creativity.
1: Yeah.
0: How you can maintain a core of identity that is fundamentally unthreatened, and at the same time have a really active, rich miscegenation going on on the fringe and i don't think you i I don't think we even started to try to figure out how to talk about this properly because we're so reactive
1: yeah well identity i mean identity obviously has always been connected with issues of politics and and so on and so forth um that's probably stronger than ever um and um Most of the artists who are in this genre are trying to play with identity, Um, of course. Trying to fail. To play with it. Oh, play, okay. Um, Yeah, and, uh, you know, but yes, trying to fail the identity test at the same time. Yeah, right, exactly. But this is me, this is us, it's okay. um, And um, they are doing it as individuals, but yet you can also see that their whole society is engaged in this debate. Um, And... Part of the identity question obviously comes back to issues of of, of place and livelihood and so oh on and so forth. Oh, yeah. And, I mean this, and
0: this is one of the problems with, with cyberspace is that
1: yeah. that
0: kind of doesn't matter like it does in a right. small town, whether it's in Africa or Wyoming. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can be almost anything in cyberspace, but if you are living in the mountains of Central Asia, um, you that know, counts. you were. Uh, for the longest time, you you became a Soviet citizen, and you were. I mean, part of that that idea was that you know was that man man and man and his systems were going to dominate nature, mm-hmm. and so you could you you didn't have to go up and down the mountain with the seasons uh, right. because uh, you were a Soviet citizen, right. and uh, you could get your subsidies from other places and all the rest of it. But um, now you're no longer part of the Soviet Union. You you can have an idea, debate all kinds of things about identity, but you better go up and down the mountain because actually, you know, that's the situation. So you've got to build a culture that enables you to go back up and down the mountain at the same time as you have infinite flexibility and possibility about sort of thinking of yourself as a Eurasian. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and re- not, playing the symbols. And, and not being too irritable mountain. about it if you can
0: possibly do it. I mean, yeah. Or, irrit- I mean, irritating. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's I mean I guess it's just life among the humans in some respects. It's <laughs> but it's you know it, it was it was bad enough when it was village politics and now that we have like 6.7 billion of us arguing it's it's a mess. Yeah. Um
1: what are we going to do about politics?
0: Well, you know uh, uh one of the things I, I thought would happen, you know as I say, I, I thought that you know, the, the existing structure of you know the machine notion of organizing human affairs was going to collapse. What i wasn 't really considering would be that we'd have to go through the current period where all of those structures would still be intact in a way, mm-hmm. but fibrillating, yeah. you know quivering and, and, and like all fibrillating organs consuming huge amounts of energy and and, and uh, resources yeah. and not actually putting much out and incapable of doing so, in fact. And we don't have yet start started in any kind of useful way. I mean, I don't think Burning Man is the model by which we want to replace the federal government, uh, unlike some people. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we do not have... We have not figured out how to take the self-organizing properties of the Internet and start to use it to organize imso- ourselves in a political fashion without participating much too much in something that, you know, is actually in many ways a moribund conversation that we we need to engage with, but we need to figure out ways to disengage with it. It's not a very clear answer, but, I mean, it's, well, this, it's is a, this is an ugly
1: phase. Yeah, and it's not... Um we are not the only people looking for the answers to this. I mean, I've been very struck by how successfully, you know, pretty nasty, poli- you know, groups with pretty nasty political ends use the internet to mobilize oh, absolutely. very, uh, you know, very troublesome no, it's a, forces.
0: It's a demagogue's paradise.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, you can, it, it is an absolutely brilliant place for, for spouting inflammatory nonsense. Yeah, we knew that up front, but we just thought it would be more self-corrective.
1: I, think. I mean, you know, we, if we go back to the to the to the massacres in the Great Lakes region in the pre, you know in the pre- previous decade, the radio was you know the, a mobilizer, but um, we work in the in 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 Kyrgyz Republic, and there, um, the internet was a very very powerful tool and deliberately used tool to cons- to construct fearful rhetorics and right. and to document things that often didn't happen in ways to mobilize us back and, and Kyrgyz communities against each other so well know. i
0: mean it's a you know it's a poor workman who blames his tools i mean we will you know that the internet is not even a tool it's just it's just uh, an environment in which we might speak and we're still responsible for what we say
1: and it's a space for this limited creature the human being yeah and we are uh, marvelous, but flawed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good thing I like the human comedy because there's been plenty of it to appreciate. Yeah. Anyway, thank you Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, John. This seminar about long-term thinking was brought to you by the Long Now Foundation. Thanks to Fora TV, you can see high-quality videos of the talks online by joining Long Now as a member
1: at longnow.org. Thank you for listening. I'm Stuart Brand.